You can't stay 17 forever. No. That's right. We're a Riverdale recap podcast here to talk about chapter 127, American Graffiti. Written by Nate Burke and Sam Rubinek. Directed by Kevin Rodney Sullivan. So this episode. So this episode. We pick up right where we left off. Yes. Pops. Yes. Jughead. Yes. Sheriff Keller. Oh, yes. Help me solve this. Help me solve this thing needs solving. Yeah, it, it turns out the big mystery he doesn't know how to crack is, who do we tell about the dead man? Does he have family? It's been days! I mean, yeah. It's yeah, been days. It's been days, because Jughead had to Jughead, read a lot of books. Yes. People mentioned that it was literally days of him sitting in that booth. Um. So Jughead's like, I didn't really say. He might have a wife. Maybe? Somewhere? Oh. Uh, uh, I could see if, like, Pep Comics knows anything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and Sheriff Keller's like, oh, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, Please I, go check. I didn't think about asking around at the man's current employer. Aw, shucks. Or he sucks. What, Tom Keller sucks so bad what this week. we will learn later is, I don't know, check his apartment? <laughs> he sucks so bad. Uh, apparently, we don't think about that. Like, he has... A little while he's in the apartment. He has like a phone book, <laughs> like a little address book that has this person's name and phone number in it. Stacks, stacks of personal correspondence tied together in ribbons. Spoilers, but oh my god, Sheriff Keller sucks at his job. He's so bad at this. Meanwhile, it's breakfast time at the Andrews household, and and the boys, the boys are having a conversation about who's hot to trot. And Archie's like, Uncle Frank, tell Reggie that he's wrong. Marilyn Monroe is way sexier than Elizabeth Taylor. <laughs> and Uncle Frank's like, mm, I'm more of a Sophia Loren, Eartha Kitt. Bridget Bardot. Yes. And yes, in my humble opinion, Elizabeth Taylor. Oh, he sides with Reggie, <laughs> not his own nephew. And Archie... Arch- Archie, you're becoming a man, so I have to tell you that Marilyn Monroe is at most the fifth hottest woman alive right now. <laughs> and Archie cannot believe this and shouts, what the frig? <laughs> you the- guys are itching for switching. <laughs> he will defend the honor of Marilyn Monroe. I love I love that Uncle Frank was so upset that we called him racist a few weeks ago. He wants us to know that Eartha Kitt is super sexy and can totally get it. He is only okay with the sexy ones. <laughs> uh, but he decides to change the topic, and he's like, Hey, Archie, your grade point average is back up, so you know what that means? You get your car back. And he tosses him the keys, and the boys run to the garage like it's Christmas morning. They're tripping over each other. Like, trying to, like, like you would, like, grab your sibling and throw them out of the doorway so you can get through first. <laughs> And they rush into the garage, and Reggie's like, Wowza! It's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen! <laughs> yeah, when Archie was grounded, Frank didn't just take the keys, he also took the car. Yeah, he did. And we saw this. stashed it in an undisclosed location. We saw, because Archie found out 
by the car right no by the car being even, gone yeah. yes yes yeah so reggie has never seen the hot rod he didn't even know that archie liked cars mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he thought he was one of those boys who doesn't like cars <laughs> one of the one of them train boys you know the type oh not a rail fan <laughs> don't be a rail fan so at pep comics well hmm? so they they you know Talk a little bit about how, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. Archie built the car with his dad, and his dad was his best friend, and taught him everything he knew about cars, and they had a little, like, bro time. They have bro time. This is a big bro episode for mm-hmm. for the sort of foster bros situation they find themselves yes. in. Yes. More, more of an exchange student thing, I guess. So now that, like, Archie has her his grades up and has mm-hmm. his car back, he's like, so, want to play hooky and go, uh... Blow this town? Let, let's open her up. Come on, come on. Let me show off what I can do. And so they, they start joyriding. I am just like, yeah, okay, you're finally in the good graces with your uncle. Uh-huh. Let's immediately play hooky. That's Archie, baby. This is one of the most comic accurate Archie it things. It's so comic. <laughs> but like... in, in 127 chapters, this is like top 10 comics Archie, Archie moments. Yeah. Uh, so over at, uh, Pops. Over uh, at Pep. Over at Pep. It's a totally different vowel. <laughs> I'm, I'm so disappointed. Over at Pep, uh, Jughead's talking with Mr. Fieldstone. Mm-hmm. Uh. <laughs> Who is not, uh, sympathetic. He's like, wow, dead? Really? Dead? <laughs> he treats suicide like it's just an occupational hazard, like, oh, Carpal tunnel. Nuts. <laughs> uh, but Jack hits, you know, trying to find out if he had a wife. And he's like, I don't know. Uh-huh. But he would send half of his salary to a small town in South Carolina. Maybe you could check Maybe? there. Have a road trip. See if I care. We'll get you the address. That's normal. <laughs> Over at the school, it is mm-hmm. time for Black Athena. This is the literary society that Tony was founding previously. Yes. We got Clay, we got Tony, we got Tabitha. And two, two new unnamed members. It has grown. Yes. Yeah, they're 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 having a chat. They're having a chat about uh The Invisible Man by Harlan Ellison. I appreciate this scene because for the show that we always call very literary because they drop titles and famous quotes. Yeah. This is like the first time they go beyond that into talking about like what's going on in a book and there's debate, there's disagreement, there's different perspectives. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't like this scene because everyone's voice, like the way they're speaking, is all very oral report. Yes. Like this is not conversational at all. This is not how my book club goes. <laughs> my book club is like, you know, I really liked that one part. Oh, what was it? She said a thing about... <laughs> There, it was the scene with the dog. Mm-hmm. Do you remember? And everyone's like... I didn't read that far. What? <laughs> half of them did it. And then the other half are like, well, do you mean this scene? Or do you mean this one? Or do you mean this one? And we're like, I don't remember any dog. There was a dog. <laughs> it's amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, so they're, they're chatting... Uh, and what's weird and what doesn't happen, like, in any future scenes with the book club, is there is a teacher who is, like... Yeah, they've, they've got their faculty sponsor. Who is, like, not happy with what they're saying. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, man, this is gonna be a thing. Like, mm-hmm. she she's gonna be, like, hounding them about what they're saying. 
We, she's no. not there ever again in this episode for all the book clubs. She might be asleep. She might be very, very bored. But on the outside of the room, Cheryl walks by the window and is looking in. She wants to be with Tony so bad. Yeah. She's just like touching the window and steaming it up. <laughs> like licking it like, eh. That's, that's not what we do no. here. That's no. not... It's not part of the Black Athena mission. I'm sorry. Fang sees Midge in the hallway and is like, how's my baby and our baby doing? There's also a really brief uh, insert shot of uh, our our two hooky boys just driving down the lonely highway, whooping it up. Whoop, whoop. Yes, they're juggalos. Whoop. (laughs) Archie Andrews with a hatchet man tattoo. Yes. On his face. He should get one. <laughs> um, yeah, Fangs asks that really kind of dumb and kind of cute question. Yeah, and, uh, how's my baby and our baby? And uh, Midge is like, oh, better now that the hippest budding rocker is here. Way to keep a secret there, uh, Fangs. <laughs> Wait a minute, I, th- I thought we were keeping things under wraps. And he's like, hey, I booked a gig. It's this thing. It's down in Centerville. And she's like, oh, my God, I'm going to come. And he's like, no. It's it's rough part of Centerville. What if there's a rumble, Midge? <laughs> Centerville is no place for my baby mama, a term I just invented because it's 1955. And what if your parents find out that you're going there? They'll never jive with us getting in circle. <laughs> They'll never jive with us getting in circle. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? My, my favorite part of this, though, is that it he's not headlining. No. No. He's he's the opening act for Richie Valance, which is so good. That's so perfect. But but at a show like this, he knows there's going to be a record la- like yeah. uh, label scouts in in the crowd. Yeah. So it's it's good. It's, good it's a big his... step on the way to his standard rich and famous contract. Uh, so meanwhile, in the student lounge, Jughead is chatting with Tabitha about mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know how half the paycheck was set to South Carolina and how he's like half-tempted to sneak into his apartment and see if he can find out if he did have a wife or maybe evidence. And Tabitha's like, yeah, I'll be breaking buddies. It sounds cool. Hell yeah. Would you like some company for that? (laughs) Tabitha also agrees that someone who's sending half their paycheck on to someone else doesn't sound like a a state of mind for someone who's about to kill themselves. Mm -hmm. What she does not say is it it would be 100% if that's what he was planning to do. Yes. Remember when you know something's wrong in like the first season finale because uh, Cheryl is giving away all her expensive things? Yes. There you go. There you go. We've been here before. My God, was my coworker preparing something since she gave me like three giant plants today? (laughs) She finding home for her babies because like something's going down? Veronica and Betty are having a little chat about, Uh you know... uh Would you want to date or be with Marlon Brando or Paul Newman? And Betty invents Fuck, Mary Kill. Yes, she does! I mean, most of the... There's not a third guy in the equation, but, like, she gets pretty close. She's like... She'd love to settle down with Paul Newman. That's right, that's right. we're gonna have a fun night. A, a, Mar- a night of unbridled passion. It's Marlon gotta be Brando. Brando. Darling, would you pick Paul Newman or Marlon Brando? Paul Newman has such a winning smile. 
I'm also afraid he would still smell like 50 hard-boiled eggs. <laughs> no matter what he did. Yeah. There's some things you just can't take back. It's a lot of hard-boiled eggs. <laughs> it's a lot! He's Gaston! <laughs> Uh, but but in their chat, Veronica asks if Betty is trying a new cold cream, and it turns out what happens when your mom disowns you is your skin immediately clears up. You just glow with freedom. <laughs> and you know what? She's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and And while they're just having girl time, you know, they're just being friends with no real end to anything... That's when the big throaty roar of, of Archie's jalopy engine come, yeah. comes up the drive. And they're like, oh my. Wait, wait a minute. In I feel something in my nithers. Well, the yeah, rubble. that's the ground shaking. Yeah, yeah. It's like being in a Dolby, like, <laughs> lounge recliner theater. You feel that everywhere. That's Ar Archie, your camshafts are mistimed, but I don't hear a lot of complaints all the same. It's gonna make your heart, like, get off rhythm. <laughs> But they decide, wait a minute, instead of talking about Hollywood boys that aren't here, we could date high school boys that are! Yeah. Yay! So Veronica goes up to Reggie at his locker and is like, mm -hmm. hey, give me another chance for a date. She name drops Lauren Bacall for some reason, because that's what he's into. People who have met Lauren Bacall. <laughs> And he's like, you know, I'm not scared of the chase, but some people don't want to get caught. Is that you? And she plays intriguingly hard to get. She she answers this question with a non-answer and a coy little smile. And like, oh, she knows what she's doing. Mm -hmm. Oh, so enticing. So Reggie agrees to a date and uh, goes up to Archie and is like, hey, can I borrow your car? Because I got a date with Veronica. Archie is shaving naked in the locker room. <laughs> yes. Okay, you know. How else do you shave? At home. <laughs> Exclusively at home. But are you naked or not? That's not the point I'm trying to make. Oh, I thought it was the whole naked part. How fast is his stubble growing? <laughs> Not fast, but he likes to pretend it is. It's I more guess, for show. I guess. So he's like, hey, Archie, you got a car. I got a date. Can I borrow it? Do you got plans tonight? And Archie's like, oh, I don't know. I love this car with my whole entire heart. But you know what? You're a pal. We're bros. Let's say Spanish <laughs> real bad. As we learned in Spanish class in unison. <laughs> They said, mi, mi casa, su casa. Mm-hmm. Except they actually say, tu casa. Oh, tu casa, is that what they say? Yes. Mi casa, tu casa. <laughs> They're not very good at it. They're not, uh, he's got a B minus average, and, uh... <laughs> they are being such bros, though. It's so good. It's so fun. They're bros with hoes. They're trying. They're trying while bros with a hoe. <laughs> Only one right now. <laughs> That's the name of my garden company. It's a subsidiary of two men in a truck. Bros with a hoe. We're just starting out. We also have a rake, a shovel. You really have to be careful with what font you use, though, and make sure it's spaced properly and, like, that... One seed of every kind of plant. We're just starting out. It's like a video game. I'm trying to think of, like, what their slogan would be. <laughs> Bros with a hoe. We apologize. We apologize. 
We only have one hoe. We did a really bad job. It took forever. <laughs> Sorry. I know you were paying us hourly, and it did take 47 hours. We'll finish tomorrow. That's the bros with the hoe promise. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, Tabitha and Cheryl having a little chat. Tony. Yes, I wrote why I wrote Tabitha. <laughs> Tony and Cheryl are having a little chat. Mm-hmm. And Tony is so, so proud of her, her club, her literary society. She's yes. bragging about it. It's wonderful. It's everything she wanted it to be. And it, it's really becoming something special. And Cheryl's like, I miss you so fucking much. Oh, my God. I miss you. I miss seeing you. Like, I don't get to spend time with you. I'm so glad you have this, but I do miss you. <laughs> Can we, can we like go do something later? And, and Tony's like, I would love to, but we have to read an entire book every single day. Yeah. So we know this book club has not existed for very long. No. And Tony references that she needs to finish this book, Mm -hmm. even though they just had a meeting. Yes. And Cheryl's like, you know, could, could I come to your next one? Uh, Maybe just to listen. And Tony's like, you know... It's only the first few days, and we're just getting comfortable. How often is this club fucking meeting? A lot. A lot of times. Because we're about to find out that uh, uh, there are secret meetings happening in the background (laughs) in a few scenes. They are, like, meeting fucking daily. And it seems like they're talking about a new book every time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No wonder why Tony has no time for Cheryl. She's (laughs) She's hitting the books. Hitting them so hard. But they have a very sweet moment where they, like, hold hands. They do. They, they gotta, like, do some sneaky hand-holding. Very sneaky hand-holding. Uh, so, so in the hallways, at the lockers, Archie's getting ready for the periods he isn't playing hooky for. Yes. And Betty walks up and asks him out. And this scene is very strange to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I understand that... It's the plot of the thing, but I don't understand why it has to be that way. Yeah, because Betty's like, okay, cool, you want to like go out with me? And he's like, yeah. She's yeah. like, you want to pick me up at 7? And he's like, I would love to do that, but I promised Reggie the car. And so, and so Betty brings up, oh, we could go on the bus. And Archie's just like disgusted at the idea of going out for a date on a bus. Or we could walk. And he eventually comes around to that, like, okay, I guess a walk would be romantic. A, yes, it would. Taking a walk is a romantic thing to do. B, you can go out fucking tomorrow. It'll be your turn for the car tomorrow. Yeah, I don't I don't know why it has to be now. <laughs> this is what bothers me about the scene. It has to be today. You guys could walk today and then go out again tomorrow in the car. <laughs> This town is two square miles. You can walk everywhere. So Jughead's at the apartment, mm-hmm. sifting through the desk, desk, which is in the same location his desk in the future is, in yes, that apartment. Yes, in, in the redressed, reused set. Uh, and Tabitha comes in and she, she hands him a photo of a woman. Yes. And, and he looks at the back of it <laughs> and he's like, oh, it looks like it was taken in June of 19-something. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, I think her name is June. <laughs> so what we, what we find out is that uh, a Brad Rayberry had a secret wife, a secret wife named Mrs. June Simpson. And this is important for the plot. 
uh, uh, June Simpson is a black woman. This this is an interracial mis- uh, miscegenous marriage. Yes. In addition to the photo, find stacks of letters between them mm-hmm. and bound it- in pretty little ribbons, very visible, and a little address book with a phone <laughs> number for June Simpson. And they're like, "Man, we should call her." So so Jughead does. He goes up to the wall-mounted phone in the hallway and and dials the number, and June picks up, and he has the unenviable task of saying, uh, Mrs. Simpson, I'm I'm a colleague of uh, uh, Mr. uh, Bradbury, excuse me, Mr. Rayberry. How could I ever make that mistake? Uh, And he's he's passed away. And this is... It's really sad. It's really sad. Uh, oh, it's pretty heartbreaking. It's it's a heavy scene played, uh, uh, I mean, it played bright, you know? Yeah. She's on the other side, you can hear in tears, and she's like, I'm going to be there as soon as I can. Yeah, she like is immediately hopping on the bus from South Carolina uh, to come to New York City. Uh, she, she knows the address. It's her husband's apartment, after all. I would hope she does. Yeah. So outside the school, mm-hmm. uh, Cheryl finds Kevin, who's just kind of, like, glowing. He's just beaming. He's the happiest we've ever seen this boy. Maybe ever. (laughs) And she's like, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, I'm just floating on a cloud. I just heard Clay perform his latest poem. And Cheryl's like, where did you hear that? Well, Kevin went to the meeting of Black Athena. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Kevin's allowed. Kevin got invited to the cookout. Wait, what's going on here? (laughs) Cheryl's lonelier than ever. Yeah. (laughs) And she's like, oh, that's nice. That's so cool for you. I'm, mm, Kevin, so happy. So happy for you. I need to go talk to my girlfriend. (laughs) Uh, So, So it's date night. It's date night at Pops. Yes. And Betty and Archie are in a booth, and she's talking about the wonderful freedom she has. Freedom! Now that her mother's leaving freedom. her alone. And of course, she uses a car metaphor to describe her freedom, and that's the only thing that makes Archie pay attention to her. He's like, what? A wheel? A wheel where? Where? And she's like... <laughs> Who's holding the wheel? Me. And he's like, oh, I'm say- I say, pretending to be listening all along, yes. Archie acts like he's on fucking drugs. <laughs> Looking for his next hit, but his next hit is trying to see his jalopy. So any car that drives into the parking lot of Pops, he is like against the window trying to snort the exhaust fumes. He has not seen a hide nor hair of his bright yellow baby. Uh, uh, And at one point just shouts, where else is there to go in Riverdale other than Pops? In 1955, they didn't have the Italian restaurant yet. No, they hadn't opened it. They didn't have Papa Poutine. <laughs> right? Wasn't he with Papa? No, who was there? Papa Poutine did eat there. He ate there, but he didn't own it. No. No. So yeah, their date's going great. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I, I love to uh, be talking about these new exciting developments, very important changes in my life, while my date looks out the window... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like a cocker spaniel on the 4th of July. Huh? 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 Hot dog? Hot dog? <laughs> Where's hot? We haven't seen hot dog We've in We've not so seen long. hot dog in fr- Because we haven't seen Jughead reading comic books in bed in oh, so long. Oh, I missed that. That's, that's the, the hot dog ritual. Yeah. Uh, so Cheryl goes to Tony and she's 
you know, they're having a little chat and mm-hmm. she's like, you know, I, I saw Kevin and I heard that like, you know, he, he heard Clay's poem and, uh, it was amazing. It was life changing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So nice. He got to experience that. That's so good for him. Yeah. Our good friend, Kevin. Who gets to be supportive and in the club and there for his partner that's in your club? Hmm? Yay, Kevin! She's like, well, yeah, Clay wanted him there. <laughs> oh, yeah, Clay wanted oh, him there. Oh. You don't say. Uh-huh. I'm glad someone <laughs> wanted him there. And so Tony finally gets in and is like, do you really want to come? And she's like, yes, yes! I want to be involved wanna... in your life! <laughs> all this we're making cheryl sound awful she's actually so nice and kind about it all but she is so fucking lonely (laughs) the poor thing and so tony's like okay fine here's this thick ass book we're gonna talk about in like three hours have fun kid there you go and she's like okay great i'll read this the last time she borrowed a book from Tony, she learned a lot about herself. This so is true. We got, a, we got a high bar to clear here. Uh, so that evening, Reggie tries to sneak into the house uh, without anyone knowing. But you know who waited up for him? Archie, <laughs> who's immediately like, you had me worried sick. I thought you were in a ditch, in a wreck, mangled and bleeding. Do you realize what you put me through? Yeah, yeah, they're they're doing the whole like uh, a worried sick overprotective mom waiting up all night, but it's Archie, so it's funny, and it is funny. And he's like, "Where did you even go on your date?" It's funny until he starts to get scary, like he's doing Christian Bale as Patrick Bateman face in this scene. A little bit, a little bit, like more than a little bit. Like it's it's a lot. Well, he especially loses it when Reggie's like. Well, after I dropped Veronica off, I didn't want to come back straight away, so I hit the freeway. You what? (laughs) Anything could have happened out there. The freeway? My car? (laughs) And so he demands his keys back, Mm -hmm, and that mm -hmm. is the last time Reggie will be using his car. It will Mm -hmm. never happen again. So it's the next morning, and, like, Frank opens the scene by saying, quote, I heard you two boys going at it last night. As if AO3 needs the help. <laughs> They're doing fine, Frank. Just go Google over there and see. Oh, look at all yeah. these about Frank commenting on what he heard. These two boys are very close. <laughs> oh, something happened to the cot? They have to share the bed? Oh, wow. Rough luck. Uh, and so Frank's like... Uh, yo, Archie, your dad and I shared a car growing up, and we argued all the time, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but, like, get over it. (laughs) There's a real, like, agenda in this episode to rehabilitate Frank, because he's giving good advice, and it's the advice that he would never have taken when he came back into town in his, like, naval outfit. No. (laughs) Because it's basically like, hey... Your friend's going through... He, he's a teenage boy going through a rough patch. Just ease up. Let him be. And what this should have been, in true <laughs> Frank fra- fashion, was ease up on him. We need him to be happy to win the basketball. Right, right? <laughs> and it's I'm not like, a concern. No. And this is 
It, it's not like they forgot. Like, there's a later scene in this subplot that is uh, really about his privileged place as the star basketball player. Yeah. It's not in Frank's mind, though. It's so weird. I'm like, did he remember to, I don't know, eat or something? <laughs> like, is his blood sugar not spiky all over the place? And so he's like, not racist, homophobe asshole? Yeah, someone needs to, like, go back into this episode and ask this Frank... What's up with that Kevin boy? What's, what's the Keller kid? What's your honest opinion? And you're like, you know what? Love is love. <laughs> Seriously. I'm like, <laughs> I saw a lot in my time in the Navy. It, it's it's beautiful. It's wonderful. So uh, Veronica uh, goes up to Betty's locker and Betty is eating a lollipop. She's really got a whole thing for lollipops in this season. We call it an oral fixation in, in this case. This. Yes. This. That. Uh, and so she's like, hey, how was your date with Archie? And Betty's like, it's pretty distracted. It wasn't it wasn't really great. They, they commiserate on how both of their uh, uh, dates sucked, were just awful, awful uh, uh, times, and decide to give them another shot. Yeah. <laughs> Veronica did say, she was like, Reggie kept looking at his watch like he had somewhere to be. It was weird. But mm. like, I'd go out with him again. It was fine. <laughs> Uh, Who else are we going to date? Julian? Ugh. Uh, and so they've decided their next date is going to be to Centerville to see Fangs play at the concert mm-hmm. that, you know, all the hipsters go to. Yes, and the Hep Cats. And the Hep Cats. I like to think of our the, the more current definition of hipster. Sure, sure. Uh, in this time frame. I mean, PBR has had a long, long history. It's It's from 1893. It's pretty good, honestly. There's a great brewery in Milwaukee. I highly suggest. You gotta take that tour. It's a good tour. It's a good tour. Great value. Such a great value. So fun. Go do it. So, Tabitha's like, hey, Jughead, I read all of these love letters (laughs) of this woman who's coming up here to, uh, you know, bury her husband. Mm -hmm. I went ahead and, like, read through all the shit, even though we already figured out who she was. It's just a weird invasion of privacy. And also, you have to read a whole novel and a poetry collection and some plays and all this other shit. You're in the club. She's a fucking speed reader. (laughs) It's it's the whole, like, The time time magic. The time magic. She can just fucking read. And it is... (laughs) angelic speed <laughs> so so what we learn is like uh basically the whole arc of their whirlwind romance it's it's very sweet it's very romantic until until they get married and all the anti-misogynist uh, uh white supremacists uh start like throwing bricks through their windows and shit yeah and that is why uh, uh, Brad Rayberry has a secret wife that he sends money to from afar and not a uh, public wife that he lives with. See, the plan is, like, he's uh, using his career in New York to pay for her and her family in South Carolina and eventually build up enough of a savings for everyone to move to Paris together. Well, everyone to move to a safer place, and then they're going to move to Paris. Right. Uh, He does not want to take his in-laws overseas. (laughs) Sure, sure. Yeah. So they come to the conclusion, again, of... That doesn't sound like someone who would take their own life. That's that's long-term plans. That's not really... Mm, uh, mm, mm. Outside school, Archie's like, hey, Reggie, I'm sorry. Yes, they, they, they make up. 
They make up. And are immediately told, hey, boys, you're going on another date with us all together. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it is time for book club. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Clay starts it off by being like, hey, everyone, I know this is probably your first time reading this book, but it's my third. Clay is such a fucking weenie in in his own literary society. Yeah. Dude, you're not a literature professor. You're 16. Uh, and so they all, you know, talk about the book mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as Cheryl listens. Yes. And Clay's like, hey, Cheryl, you got any thoughts? Like, every, like uh, Kevin is here. Yeah. And everyone but Kevin gives a perspective on the book. It is... So they're they're reading Native Son, which is a novel about a relationship and a murder involving a, a, a poor black man and a rich white woman. And Cheryl, it is an actual rich white woman. Well, actual in the story, she is in her own way very fictional. But, <laughs> <laughs> but like when everyone goes around, and again they have conflicting perspectives and each of them is tying it to different uh, uh, other parts of like the black literary canon of uh, the early 20th century uh and then we get around to cheryl and and clay invites her like cheryl do you have any thoughts you'd like to share and she says no (laughs) which is the funniest and most honest thing in that moment and everyone's just like gonna pause and then she's like because I don't really have the grounding. I th- This book was really challenging, and I enjoyed it. And I'm so excited and enthusiastic to read more. And, like, Clay's like, oh, yeah, I gave Kevin a fucking 50-item reading list. I'll share it with you, too. And she's like, yes, that's great. That sounds awesome. I don't have anything to really add, though, but I'm having a great time. Other than this book reminds me of my awful family, and that's yeah. really sad, and yeah. it's a lot. She's the only one who comes at it in a very, very personal way. Yeah. While they are all, like, coming at it in an analytical way. Yeah. And she's like, this was a little too close to home. (laughs) And, like, this enthusiasm and, like, uh, kind of like Veronica talking about uh, Jughead's horror comic shorts. Yeah. She's like... I don't have the grounding, but I am going to engage from my personal perspective in good faith. And where Jughead is like, um, girls shouldn't have opinions on comics, bye. <laughs> uh, Black Athena's membership is like, good for you. We we like you. That's that's what we like to see. I still don't think he was that bad, but okay. <laughs> he was, no, uh, uh, he was just negligent. Yes. Yeah. He was just too wrapped up in his own shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, uh, Jughead goes to Sheriff Keller, and, uh, Keller's like, so in your expert opinion, he didn't kill himself. And he's like, no. And Keller doesn't want to hear this shit. Like, "Mm, pretty sure he did, though. Like, did you know he was a card-carrying communist? Did you know he, uh, protested the war? That he was a smackhead? That That he was a draft dodger? That he spent time as a mental patient? Now... Quick fact about the historic Ray Bradbury. None of that is true of him. Also, his wife was white. So uh, these these two people are becoming very different very this different. week. Very different. Very uh, different. We have branched off. We have branched off decidedly. Uh, now, now, 
Ray Bradbury was investigated uh, over the course of 10 years by the FBI on suspicion of being a communist, but that's only because he was an outspoken anti-McCarthyist. Ah, so he must be a communist. He, he had no, like, communist membership, certainly. He had no clear communist leanings. He was just was anti-McCarthyist even to the point of, like, when there was a Writers Guild meeting where they're like, hey, th- things are getting pretty hot. Should the guild uh, deny membership to any, like, actual card-carrying communists? He just stood up and said, fuck y'all, that's bullshit. (laughs) Which is true, but it does not make one also a card-carrying communist. No. Did they actually ever give cards? I mean, yeah. The the Communist Party of the United States is a membership organization, after all. Do you get a little card, though? I don't know about these days, but I'm, I'm sure there are times where you would get a membership card. Well, it's one of those ones where I'm always like, is that, like, a real card, or is that, like, a reference to, like, a, you know, the idea? Mm -hmm. I'm a card-carrying Subway Rewards member. Three more, baby, free sandwich. I'm a card-carrying Ventura Pass person. I'm a card-captor Sakura. Yeah, Sheriff Keller's like, no, it's just really surprising he didn't, you know, kill himself sooner. Because he's such an awful person. <laughs> yeah, because you know how uh, anti-war communists with with uh, uh, addiction issues are all ticking time bombs. <laughs> they hang themselves every single day. Uh, so we're back in the music room, and it is after the book club, and mm-hmm, Cheryl mm-hmm. and Tony are putting it back together. And Cheryl's like, "Oh, so like, you know, how how do you think it went?" And Tony says something that I think is very enlightening about where she's been at as the more reserved person in this plot. Like, that went way better than I thought. Yeah. She does not have high expectations. Like... I thought everyone was going to be uncomfortable. (laughs) Also, like, I can see from her perspective, Kevin is a literary guy. Kevin's a reader. Kevin's sensitive. Whereas she tried to get Cheryl to read a book a few weeks ago, and all she could talk about was, cover's pretty hot. Like, it's not really Cheryl's scene. Cheryl, though, in her defense, that book was, like, hot and steamy stuff. (laughs) And Cheryl was still, um, She literally judged the book by its cover. In a good way, though. In a good way. She wasn't, like, speaking negatively about it because of that. Uh, and so Cheryl's like, you know, I'm really glad I did this. I do think I'm going to leave the regular meetings to you guys, but I, I, I would still love to come to any special events. Yes, the, I, the public stuff, including an upcoming open mic that they're they're hosting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Tony's like, okay, that's, that's great. I, you should also, like, keep reading the books from Clay's list. And, and they're going to have some, like, one-on-one book discussions oh as she works her way through the list. At a much more reasonable one-per-week pace, perhaps. Maybe. Maybe. And they're like, hey, what are you doing tonight? Want to go to that concert in Centerville? <laughs> yeah, sure, why not? So so at the uh, uh, Ray Berry apartment, yes. uh, June has arrived. Uh, she's come to town and brought the last letter that she received from Brad. And that letter leads her... The, the letter led her <laughs> to the same uh, conclusion as Tabitha... They were so close, so close to finishing off the Paris Fund. He wouldn't possibly uh, hang himself now when, like, our goal is, like, just barely out of reach. Yeah. And so Jughead's like, so 
was he a communist and <laughs> was he in an asylum and stuff? And she's like, yes. She she like says like, yeah, okay, wherever you heard that from, it's all true. But and she gives like backing for all of his supposed skeletons yeah. in his closet so, that, yes, that Keller revealed. He attended a couple communist meetings when he was young, and it was the Great Depression. He like his his drug addiction was. Uh, he served in World War Two and got yeah. addicted. It, it was pain meds from yeah. a, from an injury in the war, and he put checked himself in to the hospital. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He he wasn't committed. He entered himself into an asylum, and like like okay, that's cool. That's fine. Like yeah, get a full picture of this this many faceted man. But also, can we not just explain away communism as something that confused poor kids fall into, the the, the poor misguided deers? It, why is that the angle we're taking on that one? Because we take the easy angles. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, that's, it is lazy. It is, it is, it's lazy is what it is. I don't remember why she mentioned it, but she also mentions that he worked as a janitor at a maple factory. Mm, mm. Which I find very interesting. Which maple factory? Uh, especially as uh, Jughead talks about, like, well, who do you think could have done it? Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. if he was killed and why? Did he have any enemies? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I can think of one immediately. <laughs> but we don't talk about that. Instead, she's like, you know, if you guys want to investigate this, I won't stop you. Mm-hmm, Please mm-hmm. do. You teenagers, you. <laughs> Uh, so we're at Pops. It's date night. It's date night. And, um, the boys are looking at a car magazine. Yeah, yeah, they're just flipping from page to page, looking at uh, carburetors and air filters and whatnot. And at one point, Archie says, ooh, fat city. And the girls are trying to reel them back in with, like, Veronica talking about some fancy car she rode in with some celebrity. Betty talking about her experience actually getting elbow deep in up in there and fixing cars. Yeah. Also, having a big old boob window. No one's paying attention to the boob window. There's a giant-ass boob window. <laughs> uh, and they're like, you know, boys, if we don't get going, we're not going to make that concert. So, like, maybe we should. And so they're like, oh, okay. And they both try to grab for the keys. Oh, fight over the keys. And Archie eventually gets them. Because... Reggie drove to Pops, so now it's Archie's turn mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to drive his own car. Uh, so as uh, Miss Simpson's leaving, she she's talking about how she's going to go bury Brad in the town where they first met, and um, she's going to see if she can get his novel published. Jughead's like, I'm going to see if Pep Comics can do a tribute comic to him, and like we'll give you all the proceeds. Yeah, she, she even tells him that, yeah, Brad really did love the comic book medium, and uh, you you have my full support, and I'm sure you would have had his to continue adapting his other work in into comic form. Yeah. And then she stops and she looks at them, and she's like, are you two going steady? <laughs> and they're like, what? Who? Us? Are we? Uh, ooh, it's ooh? the Ethel scene again. Yeah. Every time Jughead stands next to a woman, people assume they're dating. Except that time he was dating a woman for two weeks. Nobody noticed <laughs> no, when that happened. No. They're like, oh, no, we're classmates. We're good friends. As they kind of look at each other like, is that all we are? Is, is it? Is it? And, she, you know, she's like, oh, okay. Like, you two take care of each other. Mm-hmm. I know what's going on here. 
So, so out on the lonely highway, uh, on the road to Centerville, uh, the jalopy dead, jalopy, jalopy dead, jalopy got no gas in it. Yeah. No gas in jalopy, no go. So the girls are like, you guys are walking back to Pops to get gas. We're going to wait here. Mm-hmm. It's a five mile hike back to the nearest gas pump, which is at Pops. And they, they, they trek on out with no gas can. I don't keep a gas can in my car. Uh, so the boys are walking. And the score here is comedy horns as, as they're walking and, like, trying to thumb a ride every time a, a car passes them by. And uh, Archie's like, you know, why don't you just see if Clifford Blossom will give you a car? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, you'll get anything. You're the golden boy. They'll give you whatever you want. And this this offends Reggie. He has, he has pride. He's not uh, looking for handouts. He's not looking for... Anything like that, while Archie just meant it as like, hey, you have privileges, you should flex them. If I could do that, I would totally <laughs> request a car. But like, they're they're very stressed out, which means they're misunderstanding each other. And so they start to tussle. Things come to blows. Very clumsy blows. I love their fight. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They are just grappling with each other. It's that like messy rolling around wrestling stuff that you like that. That siblings do. Yes. It's the shit yes. that siblings do. And they're doing it in the middle of a highway that is dark. And it's... my favorite is another car comes by and they both like stop while still like grabbing a hold of each other, trying to do like their thumb out. <laughs> and then as soon as they realize they're not stopping, they're back to like just wrestling <laughs> and throwing good. each other around. Uh, like this, this episode clearly has a comedy plot, even down to again the score. Like they're yeah. letting you know this, this is the silly one. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but at the same time, while they're on their hike, the the girls get met by the other girls. Cheryl, Tony, and Midge are carpooling in a great big Cadillac that has room for Betty and Veronica, so they all climb in together. And they're like, forget the boys, we're going to Centerville. They don't leave a note. They should leave a note. There's bears in these woods. There's wolves. <laughs> Please leave a note. So Jughead and Tabitha are at Pops for some milkshakes. Uh, and Tabitha's talking about how she is thinking about going back on the road. Yes, yes. Uh, the, the story of uh, uh, June and Brad's, uh, you know, lives together and what they've gone through is just like reminded her of what's at stake. So she's rejoining the Till Tour. And and Jughead's like, you know, it's you're, you're doing important work out there. It's very important what you're doing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and she says something about how like, you know, maybe this time you'll actually send me my homework and he's like yeah i will and maybe some letters too oh as they like lock eyes and she nods like very like eagerly like yes please send me letters Mm -hmm, Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. i will wrap them in a ribbon (laughs) dear tabitha brad's still dead (laughs) sheriff still sucks (laughs) see you soon chughead (laughs) outside pops pops is filling up a gas tank uh-huh, as uh-huh. Uh, he's like so boys what happened and they're both like well someone did this and someone did this mm-hmm, and pop's mm-hmm. like if this is really about a car i got like a really old one that you could just have reggie like what you guys are being crazy reggie won't take a handout from from clifford blossom but will take a much worse handout from pop tate so pop's like you know oh like you know you'd be helping me out like it's just sitting there Reggie like grabs this man into a hug mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's he pops is just like they're there boy like it's fine 
He's got a new special guy. He's got a new dad figure. I love I love when Pop Tate takes on a special guy. I kind of want like Reggie to have like a dad relationship with Pop. Like he's mm-hmm, never gotten mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Jughead's had that. Uh pretty much just Jughead's uh, had that. <laughs> yeah, but like it'd be it'd be fun. I mean Tabitha. Because it's his, her actual grandpa, but yeah. I mean, Archie hasn't had it, like, to that extent, but I feel like they've had, like, right. a they've relationship. They've had moments. Pop Tate did watch his dad get yes. shot. Like, so, like, that, stuff that like really that. binds you together. But, like, Reggie, that would be interesting. That would be good. I like that idea. It's probably not going to happen. No. <laughs> so, so they're making the long hike back uh, with their gas can, and, and now that... Uh, the, the stress is off. Now the, the, the job is done. They're opening up to each other. They're sharing. They're sharing their vulnerabilities and their thoughts. And Reggie's like, so I didn't actually go joyriding. I went to see my folks. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. He, Archie's like, why didn't you tell me that? He's like, I can't tell you that I miss my parents and I'm homesick. <laughs> I'm a dude. And, and Archie's like, but I, I understand because, you know, ever since... Uh, uh, I lost my dad. I've been a different kind of homesick. It's like in the ballpark. And like my dad was my best friend. And since then I haven't really had one. And Reggie's like, well, what about Betty? And what about, oh, what's his name? Beef soup? Soup can? (laughs) And he's like. first ever idea that Archie and Jughead are friends. (laughs) Close friends even. And Archie's like, oh, you mean Jughead? He's a good egg. <laughs> and I'm like, do you even know him? You've never talked to him this entire fucking season. But but the way Archie talks about him does sound like a guy that he just knows in passing for the last 15 years of his life but doesn't actually know. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's a good egg. He, he hangs out with the other dweebuses and they seem fine. He's close to friends with Dilton. Dilton's on the basketball team. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> it would have been better if Archie was like, who? <laughs> yeah, I think his name is Beef Soup. The, yeah. the guy with the crown? Oh, oh yeah, I think it's Soup. I think it's Soup Head. Soup Head. No, that's his identical cousin. Yeah. That's why it'd be funny, because yeah. they got confused. It's Dylan Sprouse. You know, they end their little their conversation like, oh, like, but how are your folks? Like, mm-hmm, are they okay? Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, they're doing okay. You know, they're glad I ended up in a good home with good people. Hey, you're good people. Aww. So they make up, and as soon as they make up, they reach an empty car and have to presume that the girls were kidnapped by Mothmans. <laughs> it's the Lonely Highway! So we do not get to see the concert in Centerville. No, no, because like it's the commercial break, and we come back to the very next day where Fangs is walking through the school halls and being mobbed as a celebrity. And it's weird because I totally like. I thought this was a dream. I sequence. thought it was a dream sequence too. <laughs> and then I realized, oh, it's not. Like we're supposed to know. Like it. There's this golden glow <laughs> and haze about it. So not a dream sequence. People Turns out really, it's not, yeah. The entire school is apparently in Centerville. Everyone thought he was amazing. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Well, everyone except Jughead. He, he was having... Yeah. They don't serve burgers in Centerville. Four people weren't there. <laughs> uh, two were walking, the other two were having milkshakes. Uh, but he, he catches up with Midge and... Uh, yeah, like, after oh my fighting his way through the autograph line. Like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited you made it. Like, you were my good luck charm because look at this business card I got. 
For our producer... Rob Bean of Phantom Rock Records. Spit in your soul with the greatest hits. I first read it as stealing your soul, and I was like, <laughs> is it the devil? Is the devil back? The devil is back on Madison Avenue, New York, New York. Things are looking up. Yeah, yeah, good for them. Uh, Archie goes to uh, the school auto shop, mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. that's where he knows Reggie has his car to fix it up. And, and he's like, hey, Reggie, like... First off, your car looks like shit. It's worse than what mine was when I got it. But hey, I can help. Reggie's like, mm, mm, mm. do not talk about Bella that way. <laughs> I am very invested in this thing called Twilight that I don't know about yet, but like the sparkles. Quote, I always dreamed of having a car named Bella. You know, a haunted one, but with a nice ghost. Arch- Archie's like, I thought I could help. You know, that you could use a hand. And he's like, I could. That's why I asked Betty. (laughs) So, like, uh, in this, uh, up to this point, it's just been, like, Reggie in his undershirt, like, grease streaks on his face, climbing over the giant 1950s engine block. And then as soon as she's named, Betty just, like, pops in from screen left, sprightly, pixie-like, but in, like, full navy coveralls with, with her name on a patch. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Archie watches as they trade wrenches and mm-hmm. work together. Total third wheel in auto shop of all places, where you generally want four wheels. It's just like, ooh, okay. Awkward. <laughs> uh, so meanwhile, Jughead is at uh, Brad's apartment, mm-hmm. and there's a knock on the door. I, he could just move in. It's probably less drafty. I feel like he might move in. <laughs> Uh, so I'm also kind of like, how big's your family, lady? Because, like, could you all live there? It's a pretty big apartment. Uh, so outside the door is a woman with a cat, Miss Martin. Mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. she has run out of milk for her kitty and wanted to see, uh, if there was any in the house. Also, so sad. Because she knows that he's dead and therefore not using his milk. Yes. (laughs) It's logical, I guess. So they go look, and there's nothing in the fridge but ketchup. And she's like, wow, that's so strange. I wonder what happened to the milk bottles. And Jughead's like, what? She's like, well, a few nights ago, I heard a very late night milk delivery. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he's like, you saw Milkman? Well, no, I heard it. You know, the milk bottles rattle with such a unique sound. And Kitty got very excited. Miss Kitty, there's like a center frame close up on this This goofy-looking cat. I love Miss Kitty. Yeah. And Jughead suddenly puts the pieces together. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that, that is it. Darlin', what did you think of Chapter 127, American Graffiti? I wanted to see Fang sing. Right? He did a great job the one time we saw it happen, this season, I mean. I was like, what the hell? Yeah. I I wanted another, like, fun performance. I wasn't sure at the time, so I don't know, but I suspect that the the uh, that when they use Tutti Fruity as background yeah. music in that scene that is not a dream sequence, it's it him. might have been, yeah, his performance from I early think, in the season. I think it is his performance. Yeah. Um, it's just, like, unfortunate. I would have liked to have seen some mm-hmm, of it. Mm-hmm. Or, like, at least, like, some shots pumped in, like, of, yeah, like, this is yeah. what happened last night. But overall, I enjoyed it. I liked, um... Reggie Archie stuff was fun. Yeah, yeah. 
the the Betty Veronica stuff also felt very like classic Archie comics to me. Yeah. Where like there's nothing to do in this town but date the same couple boys. So that's what we're gonna do, and we're gonna like it. We're gonna have yeah. fun doing. We're, we're just, it's gonna be fine. And it was a little better because people were actually interacting with each other, except for Jughead, who still only gets to interact with like one main character. But at least through Tabitha, he's connected to uh, the, the Black Athena Club and everything that's going on there. He at least has a lifeline. I guess he, at least he gets to talk to his boss and his <laughs> mentor's wife. Yes. I was like, oh, we're all connected. people not hate Cole Sprouse on set? <laughs> you, you gotta start to wonder, after years, years of Jughead just doing his own thing. It's just strange, like... I think it's because they're going with this whole, like, he's he runs in a different friend group. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't Who fit. also aren't his friends. They do not show up anymore. Yeah, and it's it makes it even weirder because everyone else is hanging out. So, like, why isn't he over there? Veronica has spent more time with Dilton. Archie has spent more time with Dilton than Jughead. Yes. <laughs> Betty has spent more time with Dilton. Dancing. That's true. That's true. I thought, like, this is a good one. Like, I, I said a couple weeks ago my bit about, like, it's still just high school hijinks, huh? Uh, but, like, while that's true, this week had good high school hijinks. It had good, fun high school hijinks. I mean, there was some really, like, with the Jughead Tabitha stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. More, like, serious, grounded. Right, but, like, the high school stuff is rooted in... Uh, developing and having a lot of fun with the sibling-like Archie-Reggie uh, uh, relationship yes. that that is hopefully coming forward from this episode. So that's what I really enjoyed about it. And, like, it's also a really good week for Tony and Cheryl's relationship, showing that, like, Tony finally has her thing that's her thing, and Cheryl coming to understand it. Like, you can see this as a, com- uh, a companion to, like, uh, Tony wanting to do cheerleading to be with Cheryl, and then, like, is just not me. And, yeah. like, Cheryl's uh, not as much of a misfit in the literary club, but, like, close. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> so now they, they really understand each other, and, like, I almost think of it the way I think of all of your, your running... Which is like, I will never do it, but I'll be there for every race. I'll be, uh, uh, like, doing extra housework because of just the sheer amount of hours you have to put into it. Yeah. All these things I'm happy to do and be supportive, but I'm not, I'm not putting... You're, you're not going to run a, a race actually with me? I'm not getting a bib. I'm not getting a corral. It's just not happening. <laughs> you don't want to be one of those couples? No. Okay. No. Okay, I do like that you hold my stuff. I'm so good at it. <laughs> You're so good at holding stuff and timing it. Good luck. Must lu- be so excited for Sunday. Good luck on tomorrow's half marathon, dear. <sighs> I can do it. It'll be fine. <laughs> it's going to be so hot. It's so early. It's so fucking early. Weird Frank this week, though. I don't know what the fuck they were doing. Were they like, oh man, we made him too racist. Let's, let's dial it back a bit. Inconsistent Frank. I don't buy it. Is I don't it because there it. was no Mary in this episode? We had to have, like, a nice parent? Maybe that's all it is. I would, lo- I would love to hear Mary talk about how hot Eartha Kitt is in Bridget Parto. 
Yeah. Yeah. We're like, there's a lot of things you don't know about me, Archie. It happened, though. It happened. It was that season five? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or was it superhero time? But you you know what I mean. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. So, so, darling, do you have any predictions for the future? No. <laughs> I think with this information, Jughead is going to, like, he, he had a memory. He made a connection. He's going to go to the Sisters of Quiet Mercy to talk to Ethel. Oh, and he will finally see the conditions under which she is being held. And someone will be moved to do something. Man, you're so hopeful. I am so hopeful. I, I think I think Bethel doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> she clearly does. He had a memory. He made a connection. They've there's there's a little the show. mental red yarn in his brain meat. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's that, that picture from uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Like actually, he's gonna find Pepe Silva. <laughs> I think Betty and Reggie are gonna become close. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're gonna become friends now that they have a thing to like connect over. Where mm-hmm. before it was like, you don't have to help me with my homework. This is weird. Also, you're like sex maniac. <laughs> but now it's like cars, and Archie is gonna get so fucking jealous. I th- I think that like Betty's. Uh, supernatural ability to get anything on wheels running will make her queen of the greasers. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Then maybe we'll find out what the deal is with Lizzo. (laughs) What is your deal? Are you a ghost? Why do you exist? Do you exist? Are Are you you a ghost? You only talk to Tony. No one else (laughs) acknowledges your existence. Well, or mentions don't you. Go to school. Why do you hang out at school all day? It's kind of weird. It's kind of a creepy thing to do to like just hang out at a school. Why are you doing that? <laughs> do you think Fangs is gonna make it and then he's gonna like go propose and whatnot? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. still, I think if that happens. Her parents are still gonna be like, no. The way the way I would do it is like Fangs proposes like on the Ed Sullivan show. Oh. Or like, you know, a Riverdale equivalent. Yeah. Ted Mulligan show. Riverdale Grandstand? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Special musical guest, Fangs Fogarty. Yeah. Hometown hero. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Yeah. And then he's like, Midge, will you marry me? Mm-hmm, I'm so mm-hmm. excited to be the father of her child. And everyone's like, what? Cuts a commercial. Yes. And she's like nine months pregnant. Syrup. She's not that pregnant. She's not visually pregnant. No, but they have been, like, they do, are doing, like, strategic, like, like they do in shows where someone is pregnant. Like, let me hold my trapper mm-hmm, keeper mm-hmm. in front of my stomach. Uh, let, let's get some very flowing, voluminous skirts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so let's talk about what we know is coming at us next in the next episode. Uh, chapter 128, Halloween 2. This is named, of course, for the film... Halloween 2, the sequel to Halloween, where where we finally find out what happens to Michael Myers, and he gets his comeuppance. Yeah. the Probably the American movie with the most direct sequels to it, Halloween 2, whereas I think uh, the single movie with the most direct sequels to it is the 1954 Godzilla. Uh, so what we know... Uh, it's Halloween. It's Halloween, too. They're, they're gonna host a ghost show. Yeah, uh, Veronica wants to host a ghost show. Jughead wants to investigate an alleged murder. 
Oh, there's going to be a dance party. Julian is smashing mailboxes out of a moving car like a creep. Archie is going to pound back some milk. Uh, uh, Cheryl does a haunted cheerleader dance while Tony repeats her sexy dance. Uh, and Betty daydreams about making out with Archie and Reggie at the same time. Simultaneously, yes. And she wakes up from her daydream in the front seat of Under Repair Bella. Yeah. <laughs> Darling. So that's a hot, hot uh, uh, trailer. There's, there's something we have to talk about here. Yeah. The fact that it's, it's set on Halloween. That's going to be Halloween. Yeah. And the fact that 10 episodes earlier revolved around the uh, uh, verdict in the Emmett Till trial. Yes. Which was when? September 23rd of 1955. So a little under 40 days uh, previous. So all these episodes. Yes. Yes. This, it's been 40 days. It's been 40 days. It's been 40 days. Almost 40 days. Um, let's also talk about the fact that it got so fucking cold in Riverdale that the Thornhill Pond froze. Well, that's just climate change. That's all that is. It used to get, we used to get a hard freeze in uh, the second week of October every year. And it's just going to be Halloween. This is why this... They, they aren't giving Midge a, a bump. It's, it's, it's only... been a, like three weeks. She shouldn't even know yet that she's pregnant. Those frog eggs haven't even hatched. They're still just in the terrarium. This also explains that the book club is meeting every fucking every day. day. At least once a day, the, uh, Black Athena is meeting. What if they're meeting in the morning and the evening? It's just a second track of school is what it is. You have to read a book during lunch. That's why they need a budget. They're they're building a whole fucking library. That's why Tony misses her so much. She hasn't seen her in two weeks. <laughs> what is this timeline? About 40 days, approximately. That's insane. <laughs> But then it explains why no one gives a fuck about Ethel, because it's only been yeah. a week. Yeah, yeah. She's, it's fine. She's barely gone. It's okay. Also, Archie was only getting bad grades in school. For a couple of days. For a couple of days. <laughs> he got, he, he, he really. He failed like one test. He fucked up one pop quiz so bad that his uncle had to come in from, from being at sea. And he has successfully pulled up his grades over the past, like, three weeks. And good for him, you know? Good no job. Good yeah. job, Archie. Um, wow. <laughs> and this is the reason that so few of these episodes have tied themselves to specific historic dates. Wonder what else happened between uh, September 20-whatever and, like, Halloween in that year. Jughead is real excited about the uh, premiere of Alfred Hitchcock Prevents on CBS. Oh. Yo-Yo Ma was born a few episodes ago, though they don't know that because he's a baby. Yeah. They, they don't and, really know why that's significant yet. Well, and he was in France. <laughs> also that. Do you think uh, the Babylonium is showing Oklahoma? Oh. You know, she mentioned it. She mentioned That's it on the right. phone. That's tr right. She tried to get a print of she Oklahoma. She tried to get Oklahoma. Now that's historic accuracy. Yeah. It's not a lot, though. <laughs> not a lot that, like, they would be talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it would be kind of funny to have someone just, like, in the background of a scene for no reason... Just start talking about, hey, what's going on in Vietnam? Maybe we should be paying attention to, to these elections and such. Uh, but that's all we have for you this week. Uh, thanks again for joining us. 
Uh, we do appreciate it every single time you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I want to point you to another show. On Friday, a new episode of the Party of One podcast went live. That is an actual play uh, show where host Jeff Stormer uh, every week plays a two-player role-playing game. And this most recent episode, I'm the other person he plays with. We played a round of Last Shooting, the, the game I wrote about... Uh, uh, a pair of uh, mech pilots in a series of duels, a game that I'm really proud of, even after, what, came out three years ago now this summer? Is it really that long Yes. Now? I mean, it was wow. published in 2020. This is 2023. That's math, baby. Uh, but yeah, we, we had a really good time. My pilot's mech was called was nicknamed Kiwanaw. Do you want to know why? Kiwanaw Peninsula? Exactly, because it looks like a giant copper mountain. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, I was real proud of myself for yeah, that one. Yeah, good job. Yeah. But yeah, Party of One podcast, uh, uh, episode 369, Last Shooting with Grant. That's me. Hey, hey. Uh, and so all of you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, we are going to have, the next few episodes are going to be delayed. Yeah, we're we- taking a vacation. We got we got some time off. We planned a vacation a year ago. So before uh, we knew Riverdale would be happening right now. Yes, yeah, we totally planned all of our time uh, around Riverdale. Um, but that's it's going to put us behind on some, watching some episodes, recording mm-hmm, some mm-hmm. stuff. So we'll get back to it. Don't worry; those will be coming out. They we might feel really inspired and do them right after each other. We might take some time. Don't know, but they'll be coming. We'll catch up. Yeah, don't worry. Uh, so in the meantime, while you wait, you can leave us a rating or review wherever mm-hmm. you listen to us. Mm-hmm. You can also tell a friend. Yeah, baby. That's where it's at. Yeah. You can also follow us at sex underscore Archie. And that's the first place you're going to see an announcement of when we're back from our trip and have uh, relaxed from our relaxation. <laughs> when when a new episode's coming. And when you can expect a new episode to come at you where we talk about Halloween too. Yeah. The sequel to Halloween. Yeah. Halloween 2, or as some people call it, All Saints Day. So, with that, I'm Elena. I'm Grant, and from us here at Sex Archie... Beef Soup! Beef Soup! Archie's parties are always the best Why don't you wait and gather men in a trace Everybody's gonna have a ball Everyone I need to put it on Archie! Archie! Beef Soup. Beef Soup. You're listening to Phantom Rock Records on WRIV. Our sponsor today is Beef Soup. It's soup made from beef. It comes in a soup can. Open your can of Beef Soup today. But with like one of those really good can openers. (laughs) Like seriously, spend the money. It's like $10. It's worth it. It changes your life. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ones that like pop off it instead of cutting into it. My God, why Ad- does it take so long? Address the can. Address the can. Address the can. Like, hello, good sir. Bow to the can. <laughs> Dear beef soup, let me take your hat. Like, I don't <laughs> mean by address it. <laughs> Dear beef soup, let me take your hat. What? <laughs> The dog growled at me. She's upset.